All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. Go ahead. Make my day. I make this look good. You are now listening to the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. All right, welcome in, everybody. This is another edition of the Movie Review Crew. I'm your host, Mike Lucas, and joining me is Brent Fruget. Hello. Aaron Kronikin. Hello. And Steve Rushlaw. How you doing? Captain's Log. It's day... Four million of quarantine. Oh my god! Four he million. didn't even say star date. He didn't. What a non-nerd! <laughs> you can't say captain's log and then follow it up to make it obvious that you don't know what a captain's log needs to be. Do you want to do it? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <clears throat> captain's log. It's star date number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, number perfect. three. <laughs> The, the first and second date went okay. It was a little awkward at first. But oh the third God. date, we really hit it off. It's implying he went on a date with a star. Mm. Mm. Uh, I wonder was it if, the star of the movie we just watched? Oh, yeah. Lauren Lapkus. Hey, she grew on me throughout <laughs> the movie. We'll get to it. We'll get to That's it. That's because she... Eh. I mean, yeah, it was Hot Mess Express at the beginning, but <laughs> by the end, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't absolutely hate this. But yes, we have a review of The Wrong Missy on today's episode. Um, we also have a little bit of what you've watched lately. I mean, I feel like we used to recap what's coming out to theaters and DVDs and all these things. And You want me to do a quick recap? Yeah, go ahead. Nothing. Okay, cool. No, no, nothing. I I'm still actually surprised that we we get movie news like like uh, what King Kong versus Godzilla has a rating now. I think everything's slowly starting to open back up, so you're yeah. slow like sets are going to start opening up, so movies can start filming. So uh, yeah, and I think uh, I don't know. I think people are kind of desperate to see what happens with the theater system. Maybe jumpstart that to see if. Because they're like they're pushing tenant hard. That's that's literally going to make or break movie theaters after this. Yeah. Because there was news that AMC, one of the biggest movie theater chains, not might one of not the, make it through this. The biggest movie chain in the yeah. United States will not make it. So they're that's why you know they're they're pushing tenant hard because that's huge director name, which is everybody flocks to see every Christopher Nolan movie made. Then you add the great actors in it and they're just, they're trying to build this giant hype machine to kickstart the theaters. I mean, even that's still a month and a half away. So, I mean, they still have time to figure out what they want to do with theaters, but. And you're, you're talking about, so when you said tenant first, I thought you meant like they're renting all their properties and they are the no, tenant. No, no, the movie <laughs> tenant, the Christopher yeah. Nolan movie with, with Idris Elba. Am I correct? No, it's Joel, uh, David, Joel Washington. So, yeah, who? Denzel's Joel. son, isn't it? Mm, that's right. Isn't it the guy from uh, John David Washington? Uh, shoot, what was the the KKK infiltration movie we watched? With Black him Klansman. Black Klansman. Black Klansman. Yeah. So it's it's him and uh, Batman. Oh, Robert Pattinson. He is Denzel's son. Holy cow! 
Oh, have did you not see Black Klansman, Steve? I've seen it, but I didn't know he was the, the guy. Son. Talks just like Denzel, not necessarily uh, looks just like him, but he sounds the way his cadence is and the way he delivers lines. That's funny. Well, he learned acting from his dad. Yeah, that's not a bad teacher to have. For okay. real. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, I also read that he he was as he was trying to get into acting, he didn't let his dad know because he didn't want like a like a, a gimme role, mm-hmm. you know? So he, when I think he was on the set of Ballers or something like that, the HBO series, and he got cast and he didn't, his dad didn't know, Denzel didn't know until he was like on screen or showed up on set or something like that. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, that's, I, uh, Scott Eastwood, Clint Eastwood said he refused to help Scott Eastwood because he didn't want him to make it through Hollywood on, on Clint's merits rather than his own. Maybe he should have. Hey, I mean, he's doing he, stuff. He's kind he's got of a new movie coming out. He took a different path than his dad did, though. I've already told you. Go ahead. He he does a little different movies than his dad does. Yeah. Uh, I already told you the story about Laura. Not yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Long she, story short, she doesn't know who Clint Eastwood didn't know who Clint Eastwood was. Boy, I have informed her now, though. <laughs> We watched yeah, Dirty. Wasn't, wasn't he in Cars? Yeah, yep, that's the guy. I hate you all. That's oh. a throwback because Mike didn't know who Paul Newman was. I knew who Paul Newman was. We talked about this. That's like... <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of Paul you know Newman, what? good segue. That's what I watched other than the wrong Perfect. missing. Yes. What I did you watch? Um, it's actually free to stream. I think it was on Amazon Prime. It's called Twilight, uh, not the oh, sparkly vampire movie. We, we watched that. Mm-hmm. No, nope, not that one. Yeah, no. It's uh, It's got Paul Newman. I think it's made in 98, but it's Paul Newman, Susan Sarandon. 2008. Gene Hackman. Uh, a lot of older actors that, I mean, those three right there are Oscar winners. So Who? Gene Hackman, Paul Newman? Susan Sarandon. Um, the Twilight is 2008. So no, I not think that one. I think you watched the wrong one. Yeah. No, not that one. <laughs> it didn't have any sparkly vampires. They're all like, "Ah, oh, Jacob, you're wait, which one was the vampire?" I don't know. Ed, Eddie, you you're all wrinkly. Yeah, and then Paul Newman fell down a flight of stairs, and he's like, "Yeah, that's something I do." <laughs> Remember Nin- when she did that in Twilight? <laughs> Such a bad movie. Ninety-eight. Uh, yeah, ninety eight. So uh, I highly recommend it. It's a, a kind of like a whodunit detective type of movie, and those three are fantastic. When did Paul Newman pass? Oh shoot, um, that would have probably been like two thousand eight, a while ago. Two thousand eight. Yep. Coincidence that that's the same year Twilight came out. Uh. I think not. Uh. <laughs> So I just wanted to some of the people in this Twilight movie, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Newman, Susan Sarandon, Gene Hackman, Reese Witherspoon, Stockard Channing, Giancarlo Esposito. You'll know from uh, not Better Call Saul, but um, what's the first one? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. He plays the bad guy. Oh, uh, that's Fring. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Leah Schreiber, Margot Martindale. Yep. Jesus. Kristen uh, James. James Garner, I think. Don't you dare say Kristen Stewart. (laughs) Jason Clark is in this. Holy cow. But yeah, it's a great movie. It's it's a type of movie that probably wouldn't get made nowadays because it's just kind of a slow burn detective movie with 
you just let your stars act. What do you mean this the type of movie that wouldn't get made nowadays? Those movies because it, those movies it, still get made. They just don't make money. We went over okay. this. It would it's cost not too a, much it money. W- it wouldn't be a theatrical release. It wouldn't be unless it's somebody like Scorsese in a giant budget boring mob movie with digitally de-aged actors, it wouldn't be made. Fair enough. Fair enough. I wonder this is just goes back to quarantine. I wonder how because people are streaming a lot more, so I assume that there's a lot more data collection being happened happening. Being ha- I don't know how to say happening. it. Happening. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> but I wonder if there's a lot more data collection happening so they can track users what they're watching and how that would affect movie making or if it will at all. Oh, I'm sure all of this will have an effect. I I, I think there will probably be a lot more people involved in the movie making process that will embrace streaming services because you can make money doing it and they proved it with the quarantine. For sure. With uh, that Trolls movie, straight to whatever, Amazon, whatever. And it almost made made a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else have you guys seen? Aaron, is that it for you? Uh, yeah, as far as movies go, yeah. That oh, yeah. wrong Missy. Yeah, I haven't watched too many movies, but I started, well, actually, this morning I finished it off that Space Force on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I watched that entire thing, and I still don't know if I liked it or not. <laughs> there, There is shows like that, man, where you're like, it was okay. I kept, it kept my interest, I guess. Yeah, and they, they, I mean, I don't know if any of you guys are going to watch it, but they really did end it with, you know, a big uh, cliffhanger for like a season two, which I don't know if they even got renewed for or not. But uh, sure they did. I don't know if it did. Yeah, like, and so I don't know if they did make a season two, if it would be better. Because like, even just looking at Steve Carell, like the first season of The Office was kind of hard to get through. But then after that, it's great. So I don't know if it's going to be a similar situation because when you have Steve Carell and one of the producers is one of the producers from the office. So, I mean, well, not even that, but he, the, the producer, Greg Daniels was the, like a co-creator of the office, creator of parks and rec and now creator of space force. If you look at the office and parks and rec, they had abysmal first seasons. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't very good. They were hard to get through, but then after that, they were really good. So I, I would be, especially with the star power of Steve Carell alone, I would be surprised if it gets canceled after one season. Well, we know Aaron's not going to watch it because uh, he went on a little rant last night about Steve Carell. My wife actually, we were sitting down to watch something and she started that and I had to veto that because no, I'm not going to invest that much time in a show that most people are like, meh. (laughs) <laughs> and it's something I really have no interest in. And, uh, yeah, no, hard pass. That much time, it's 10 episodes at a half hour apiece. What, what oh, is are that? they only half hour? Yeah. I thought they were hour long. Okay. Well, I that's, I mean, even at a half hour, that's, that's still five hours. That's two that's and a half movies. Two mo- that's two movies. Let's be two real. The movies, movies. the movies you watched, that might be one. True. Actually, yeah. It actually has a Ari couple Ari Aster's people. new movie. <laughs> yeah. It actually has a couple people that were involved in The Office because Paul Lieberstein or however you say his name was in there, the guy who plays Toby, he Toby. also directed and wrote a bunch of uh, episodes of The Office and he's involved with that Space Force too. Interesting. So yeah, there's a few people from The Office that are involved with it. So 
like I said, if they get a season two, maybe it will be better. Maybe it will be like The Office and Parks and Rec, but I don't even know if they're getting into season two. Yeah. Like I said, I, th- I, th- I think you definitely got to give them another season. Have you watched anything else, Brent? Like I said, I didn't re- watch very much. Just, you know, I kind of binged that a little bit and then, you know, watched The Wrong Missy. Yeah. Yeah. Which we will get to later in today's episode. Uh, Steve, what about you? What have you watched? So I had my five-year-old episode or five-year-old nephews over Jesus <laughs> um, the other day, um, and they just wanted to watch a bunch of kids' movies. So we watched. So you watched Frozen four times. Uh, <laughs> no, we watched uh, Ferdinand. Oh, the uh, bull. The bull movie. Uh, that's actually a really good movie. I Wait, mean, isn't John Cena in that? Yeah, I mean you can't see you the bull the whole time. It. Yeah. Damn it! I don't have a sounder. Ah, <laughs> uh, can't do it. <laughs> um that's a pretty good movie um if you like kids movies uh it's uh, peyton manning's in it as well if you wanted to see peyton manning voice a bull interesting uh, yeah he plays a, a bull named guapo makes sense that's oh, yeah. what i would have casted him for yeah mm-hmm. he's a very guapo um <laughs> we also watched uh the croods uh, that's a pretty older movie. That's a good one. It's, that's uh, got Nick Cage as, Nick the, Cage. as the lead. Yeah. And <laughs> actually, uh, Emma Stone, which yep. you don't it's, have to see her acting. So yeah, It's got Ryan Reynolds in it, too. Um, All of Aaron's favorites. Yeah, Aaron could just say <laughs> F that guy. Yeah. Um, and then the last one we watched was uh, Angry Birds 2. I hadn't seen the first one, <laughs> so I didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> But I got the point of it. Um, I was going to say, did you, did you need to see the first one to understand it? No, not really. It's, I mean, it's a fun movie, but there's, it's not much to it. Hey, go save the world from another, plant, or another island. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. So, yeah, yeah. I've watched, I feel like Aaron right now watching kids' movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I am, uh, yep. This quarantine's hitting me hard with how, how many hours of kids programming I've had to sit through. Maybe no, you should. Lie. You're not mad about it. You enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I'm really getting out. the hang of uh, my colors and numbers. <laughs> I think by the end of this month, I might get it. And you did say you were watching Power Rangers by yourself the other day. Oh, I did. I watched an episode <laughs> by myself. That got me hooked. I'm I'm like uh, 150 episodes in on that thing. <laughs> So my it's goal. Even, it's not even Mighty Morphin anymore, is it? I, I, no, it still is. Uh, we've we're not getting into this. Yeah, it still is. Yes. I don't like <laughs> any of this. So my goal this week is to catch up on some 2020 movies before I go go out of town. I mean, there's hardly anything being released. Well, I it's still worth have watching. My, I mean, we have The Invisible Man. Um, Shane said VFW is pretty good. I mm. think there's. But then, I mean, then you got movies like Bloodshot and The Hunt that you're like, well, I don't really want to watch or pay to see those two movies. I don't really want to see those two movies. Bloodshot, are you kidding me? Hell no. No, not really. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of hoping a lot of movies start coming out, but it's looking like the next big one is uh, Tenet on july 17th you gotta do like i do start catching up on the oldies nothing news coming out you gotta watch all the old ones yeah um speaking of tenant coming into theaters anyway in hell you guys are going to theaters no nope 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 maybe really 
I'll have to see what they do. But, I mean, if there's, like, no restrictions or anything, then no. But I, I'd i like to see what they do for restrictions, like separating people. I mean, even then, though, I just don't think a movie is worth any bit, even if it's the most minuscule of chances that anything happens. Is a movie worth bringing it home to my family? Nope. Yeah. Like, that. that's, like, I would, I would love, and that's what I was actually just talking with my girlfriend, was, like, I miss going to the movies and paying $20 for a small mm-hmm. popcorn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's been sitting there for four hours. Uh-huh. But no, I, I miss because the, they're comfier seats. Yeah. I feel like, like... It's the experience. You're yeah. in a room full of 100-plus people, and you're enjoying the same movie, and you're interacting with the same things. It's an experience. Mm-hmm. And And I just, like, there's no way that I would want to go right now you know it sucks uh what were you gonna say i was gonna say along that experience i mean having people around you kind of builds the tension i mean seeing a seeing a horror movie and and the place is dead silent i mean that just adds to the experience Mm -hmm. you can hear a pin drop and everybody's on edge you can just feel the tension growing in the room um and, and movie theaters now are like putting up big screens and projectors outside and doing yeah for drive-ins yeah, yeah. which is cool it's like which, except for they played like two three-hour movies and started at nine o'clock <laughs> yeah. yeah and and that's which sucks but that's kind of what you have to do because it doesn't get dark until 9 yeah, p.m now that's true so but i was because i was gonna go and then i was like oh no I am not watching Jurassic Park followed by, I don't even remember what what the other one, E.T. Or E.T. followed by Jurassic Park, yeah. So That's a long night. I'd rather just sit home and watch two movies I haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, uh, some stuff that I've seen, uh, Space Force, I'm like three episodes in now, and I feel a lot like Brent where I'm like, I don't know if I like this. I think I think I'm gonna power it through though. It's one of those shows where I'm like, I, it's not that big of a time investment, and it's you know. There are some moments that are legitimately funny, but there's a lot of moments where it's just like, are they trying to be funny there, or are they trying to yeah. be serious? I'm not sure because they, it is very sitcommy, like old school '90s sitcommy feeling sometimes, like you know, Family Matters and stuff like mm-hmm. that, where something happens with his daughter and he's all like, oh. And, like then at the end of the episode, oh, we're friends again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I I will say it it's shot a lot better. Like it looks a lot more cinematic than you would normally get in a sitcom, which I think is starting to become a lot of the norm. Like you see shows um, like Atlanta, which is somewhat a sitcom. Like basically, yeah. Netflix, well, they're going away from this this like the cable model and they're shooting it with these film cameras because they're more accessible and they're cheaper to, to use. So it's interesting. That's what I'm saying. Um, do we want to move right into the wrong Missy now? Yeah, we can do sure, it. Why not? All right. Um, I'm going to take a, take a moment to plug our website real quick. Go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. You can request movies right on our homepage. Uh, we had a list of requests coming just about a week ago. So we're going to try to knock some of those out. 
for the month of June, we're also doing streaming services movies. Uh, am I uh, correct? It's June that we're doing this. Yep. All right. So we're going to pick movies off of streaming services uh, that our audience can watch with us. So go to our website again, movie review crew dot com also we are on we are on the letterboxd app it's an app on both Andro- android and ios uh and it's just a great way to connect with our audience uh we have a watch list on our movie review movie review crew count that shows all the movies that have been requested uh and again it's just a great way to get in touch the app is letterboxd all right so let's get into the wrong missy it's a 2020 film uh it's rated tvma that's yeah it's uh if it was a theatrical release it's r yeah 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 i just i find it interesting though that since it's released directly to netflix it's considered a tv and not (laughs) so i find that interesting uh it's an hour and a half long it's comedy romance film uh synopsis tim thinks he's invited the woman of his dreams on a work retreat to hawaii realizing too late he mistakenly texted someone from a nightmare blind date uh, directed by Tyler Spindell written by Chris Papas and Kevin Barnett starring David Spade, Lauren Lapkus, Nick Swardson. Um, All Jeff- of the supporting cast in every happy Madison production. Yes. That's it, <laughs> dude. I was watching this and I was like, I know that Adam Sandler came out and was like, you know, I basically, my last few movies were basically retreats for all of my friends. And, you know, and I was like, is this not the same? I mean, it's his wife. So his Which wife, one? wife plays the Barracuda. Yeah. I did not know that. Yep. She, she's ever, they met on the set of Big Daddy. And ever since then, she's been in all of his movies. But usually it's like just like one little part. She had actually a decent sized part of this mm-hmm. movie. I remember she was in... Every Adam Sandler movie since Big Daddy. <laughs> yes, no, but the one the one that I remember the most was The Ridiculous Six. Yeah, she had she a couple. The, the Native yeah. American woman. Yep. Uh, the wrong Missy on Rotten Tomatoes. Has anyone looked? I haven't. Oh boy, it's, let's hear this. It's got to be rotten. It is sitting at thirty six percent. Uh huh. Rotten with an average score of four point oh eight out of ten, an audience score of fifty two percent, giving it a three out of five stars. Critics consensus. Lauren, oh God, you guys aren't gonna like this. Yeah, oh, oh no. Saying she's the best part. Lauren Lapkus lifts the wrong Missy above abject failure, but this lazy comedy will be the wrong option for all the most happy Madison star viewers. So basically, she's the best part. Ah, uh, I believe that will be a point of contention for <laughs> all of us. I. <laughs> I understand that her character was supposed to be annoying and stuff like that, but I feel like she was annoying because she's annoying and not the character. Does that yes. make sense? I you know feel what? like uh, she she was annoying in a way that was meant to be funny, but being loud and annoying is so very rarely funny. And the way she did it made you hate the character, not laugh at her. I, I would say I did hate the character. Don't get me wrong. But the rest of the movie is so, so, so bad. I do think that objectively she is the best part of this movie. I didn't mind most of the movie other than the part she was in. I like really? David Spade a lot. And uh, Nick Swartzen's character, the idea of his character was pretty funny as this HR guy that is just 
constantly <laughs> monitoring it all up in his personal business and he's like oh you use the same personal your same password on your personal computer as you do at work that's your fault that i'm peeping it on you see i think the idea of that is funnier than how it was actually portrayed though no i uh for instance when he's sitting on the plane when he's texting the melissa and every time he would get a response from Melissa, then the HR guy's response would pop up because he's listening in on his conversations. Yeah, again, I don't know. I, it's just... Uh, anyway, Brent, why did you pick this movie? You, you're the one that picked it. Uh, well, we're doing movies that are basically on streaming services and stuff like that, easily accessible to everybody and stuff like that. And I really like David Spade, you know, so I thought... You know, I'd give this one a chance. I, 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 from the previews and stuff like that, I'm, I was thinking this had a good chance of being a horrible movie, but maybe, <laughs> but you know what I mean. But like maybe with David Spade, it'd be like Joe Dirt type horrible, where it's a bad movie. Yeah. But David Spade makes it good. Yeah. So like I thought maybe there would be that type of thing, but. Uh, Dude, he this movie really showed how aged David Spade is. Like he's supposed to be this like hunky dude in some aspects, and he just—I mean, Why, when was he ever supposed to be a hunky yeah. dude? Well, he, he does. Guy. He does say that he's a ten, and this or that. But like, well, yeah, that's, I think that's part funny. of the the humor is he's tr- yeah. like, oh yeah, look at me, you know, like the the model is sitting there, and like she likes him, and he's like, hey, I'm a ten too. Yeah, I think I mean, the whole point of his character almost was that he maybe thought he was too good and deserved the 10 when really he's more of the girl, he, the crazy girl. That's more his range. You know what I mean? Sure. So, I mean, I think almost that's more his character is he, nah, he didn't think he was better than he was. Cause he also was very timid with his boss and stuff, but like, he felt like he deserved more than he had. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't think the, cause I see what you're saying, but also throughout this movie, I just get these total opposite vibes where he's supposed to be this hunkier dude. And it's like, no, if I ever maybe, that. maybe it's just, no, me. I absolutely did not. All right. I don't know. And, uh, and he gets in that wetsuit and you're like, uh, uh, yeah. The Navy fat seals. Yep. Navy fat seals. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm I'm with Aaron on uh, Lauren Lapkus. Um, I think in the beginning of the movie, she comes on very strong, and it's supposed to be funny. Like, hey, this is the worst worst date he could have, and they're just like, she's so bad, so annoying. But I think as the movie goes on, she kind of like tempers it down a little bit, and it doesn't become as annoying. So I think the longer this movie goes, she's not as bad throughout the movie. I guess. I think that was supposed to happen too. Like I said, she, the character was supposed to be annoying, but like, I think I found her more annoying than the character. No, I I think it's completely character. Like, I think she did actually a pretty good job of pulling off the range of craziness in all honesty. Mm, I, uh, I've seen her in other things. I, I don't like her and this, what else is she in? Uh, I've seen her on, uh, there's this kind of fake talk show called Comedy Bang Bang that's got a lot of comedians and it's, mm. she's been on there as a few, uh, like the, I don't it's hard to explain how, what the show is without, 
I don't know. It's they, they bring in these actors that are supposed to be these real people, but they, they're just these caricatures and she's been on there and she's just this, she's one of these comedians that thinks loud and dumb makes you funny. It's just annoying. It's loud and dumb. Her performance it's, in this belongs in a 21 Jump Street movie. Oh. I said it. Don't. Oh, dang. You, don't you dare there. Oof. I'm sorry. I can't hear you over the two Academy-nominated actors in that movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. No, I mean, I get it. It's not everybody's cup of tea. You're, you are very much on the, uh, the quit, like witty humor instead of this. Smart humor witty humor i prefer uh you know not acting like a moron generally i like all types of i like all types of comedy so sometimes those movies where they are just stupid and acting like morons can be funny this one but she 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 took it into (sighs) a territory that is reserved for people like jim carrey where when you're gonna go this far with your performance and you're all out and crazy and so physical with your performance, you better be able to pull it off. Otherwise you get a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. I do. I don't, again, I do not think it's because of her. Uh, well, like it's, it's a poorly made movie. Everything that happens is projected five miles out. It doesn't even like look cinematic. It's, it's literally the epitome of a happy Madison production. Yes. Yeah, that's it's what you would expect now when you see that logo pop up at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. You're in for mediocre at best. Yeah. And I like David Spade. I enjoy his moves. I mean, Joe Dirt's fantastic. Um, even Dickie Roberts is good. It's one of his favorite movies for me, at least. And, but, and even in his TV shows he's been in, he's hilarious. Oh, yeah. He's a funny guy. Rules of Engagement um, is yeah. fantastic. But... I don't think this was anywhere near what he he can do. Um, it just just came out flat for me on on this movie. I think one of the problems with this movie is David Spade. Like he, the humor wasn't ran through David Spade. Yes. Like in all his movies, besides you know back in the past, like when he was with Chris Farley, he was the straight man. David Spade was the straight man, and it worked like that. But yeah. since then, he's been kind of more of the catalyst for the comedy, and he wasn't in this movie. Like, wouldn't so it? Wouldn't it have been better? I think it. Yes, it would. But I think it would have been better if David Spade was the annoying wrong date that showed up for some bombshell woman's. Like he was the annoying crazy guy, and because he's the type of personality that he can be grating, but. His, he's got a certain charm. I think it would have worked better if he was the one that had to win you over by the end of the movie as the, the weirdo that is worth going for. I think I would have enjoyed that a lot more. Um, you know, because that's, that's who David Spade is, like you guys said. He comes off as the funny character, the, the guy that's trying to, like, start the comedy. And, I mean, you mes- mentioned Chris Farley. I mean, Chris Farley was a hell of a lot different person than than Lauren Lapkus's. Yeah. Uh I mean there there was a couple lines that I thought were funny, but for the most part I I think it missed a spot. If well, they had made it to where David Spade was the date or the person basically that had to win you over and the date that came in, 
the movie would have had to be written completely different because David Spade, he has done some physical comedy, but that's not really his strong point. Well, it's sure. just like sarcastic type humor and stuff like that. So if they wanted a physical comedy like that, then it wouldn't have worked doing it that way. With I don't think it worked anyways. I, I just didn't like the brand of comedy they tried in this movie. There were, there were parts, um, actually words that you don't generally ever hear. Rob Schneider came in and made this movie more enjoyable than, than it should have been because his little character with the shark bitten hands and the, He's rubbing the the uh, hair growth formula on his crotch. Oh my god! <laughs> it says reapply. Read the bottle. <laughs> so I thought his character made made it a little more fun than it was before he showed up. Yeah, I think Rob Schneider is one of the best parts of this movie. And yes. I will say the character of what was it? What was her name? Hellwater or whatever? Hellstar. No. Hellstar. Hellstar. <laughs> Dude, I was that crying. made you laugh. Yes, it, it was. was. It was unexpected. You yes, did, that's. Dude. I think it got a chuckle because it was just unexpected. Dude. And then it just kept going. That's why I was like, at first, I was like, "What the hell is happening?" And then she just kept going. And then it brought up later, and I was like, "This is so stupid." I think the only part of that that was, that was funny was later in the movie when David Spade trying to like text her, get her to talk, and she's like, "No, I don't want to talk to you." He's like, "Well, can I at least talk to Hellstar?" That's the only part I was kind of like, "Huh." Well, Dude. I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was actually pretty good use. I thought uh, I give props to them. They made the awkward sex scene pretty funny. The uh, threesome no. with his ex fiance no. and she keeps no. getting kicked in the face. And No, see, that is like... You're going to go for physical comedy. That's where you go. Dude, That would that is like the lowest bar for me. Like when you're being so physical and punching someone that you don't even realize you're punching them. That's like, uh, I, I can't even think of a movie as like that's done that as poorly as this. Well, that's like a Three Stooges gag where like they pick something yes. up and hit somebody behind them with it and don't notice it and yeah. stuff like that. So dumb. So dumb. that's comedy from 40 years ago that they're trying to pass off nowadays. Three I mean, Happy Madison. Years ago? Happy Madison is, they're not breaking new ground in the comedy sector come on i mean they did just uh brush her teeth with uh we've weed flavored toothpaste so yeah which i will say was pretty well timed wait a minute and then they just like yeah that scene that scene did kind of get me because you know he goes to the guy he's like well you know tsa would have caught me with it so i got like weed deodorant and all this and then they go in there just sitting all three brushing their teeth looking at you like "Hmm, all right yeah that was pretty that was pretty funny but like otherwise man it's just it's so stupid it was i don't know dumb Lauren yeah. La- literally the only reason you would watch this is if you're a fan of Lauren Lapkus in all honesty like yeah. not even fans she, of David Spade would enjoy this chuckle when she was just so ho hum she's just completely wasted and she has to dive off that cliff Again, and she's just all ho hum about it, and then so she just goes and then uh, what's his name? Swartz says she's live. Damn it! <laughs> but that's okay. So this is, I guess, it's hard. the The whole story was stupid. The whole movie was dumb. But the ending, I mean, for me, obviously, I didn't like Lauren Lapkus' character, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. She didn't to me. 
I, don't, I find it hard to believe that he would just stick with her and I, I don't know. Well, she did. He hated of- her for the majority of the runtime of this movie. And then it was just such a flip to, oh, I love this woman. I want to spend some time with her. Well, like, I, been- I didn't buy the all, transition. All, all because he got his. Uh- his job. Well, no, I don't think it was that. I think that's just what he first saw was because she did that stuff for him, you like to help him get the job. So he kind of started looking at her in a different way. And then it's like when I think they, it's in how you met your, how I met your mother. Like there's that glass ceiling that once you get past that, you know, like you notice all the annoying things. This was like the reverse of it. He saw all the annoying things. But then it got covered by the glass ceiling, and he started to like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's just it's hard for the viewer, at least in my experience, to go along with that because of how she was introduced, and she never once got likable to me. Where I was like, okay, I let I hope he picks her. I hope it's the happy ending, and she's the one. Which. Goes back to what I was saying. I think it's the writing in this movie is bad. They, well, they, sure, but how how do you make that character that we're introduced to likable? How do you without a complete change in character that's unbelievable? It's impossible. She was so tremendously gratingly annoying. I well, and that's why I think the character does need to be tailored, or the interactions between the characters need to be tailored. Mm, yeah and to add on to that is there anything about this movie that's really original i no. mean did you was there any um anything that you like it was unexpected hellstar hell yeah i mean besides that hellstar, hellstar. Yeah. hellstar okay everything about this movie is just like your typical like first blind date oh i hate it and then throughout the movie goes this person comes over, doesn't like David Spade's character, so says something to her, gets them hating each other, and then all of a sudden, hey, we're back together. I mean, it was kind of a thing that's been done numerous yeah. times oh, yeah. all yep. over again. Like, yeah. they even... Uh, Adam Sandler does this a lot with his movies now, or Happy Madison Productions does this a lot with their movie design. With even the big surprise at the end with Vanilla Ice, like, that wasn't even all that surprising because he's in stuff all the time now with them, so... the the one joke that did make me chuckle because it's one of those where they loop back to it way later and you kind of forgot about what how it was introduced when she's reading people's futures telling their futures and he tells the guy he's gonna die in a plane crash and he's like we're on an island how do i get home she's like well i'm not gonna die so just go on my plane and then later when he finds out, when David Spade finds out she left the island, that guy just pops up out of nowhere. Wait, how am I supposed to be on her plane? Now I got to move here? So, I don't know. I like it when you try to write something and you come back to it. but Right, something so small so yeah. small and insignificant that, like, yeah. Uh, also, I forgot to bring this up earlier. Did you guys, uh, of WWE fame, did you see Roman Reigns in here? He was. He was uh, at the very beginning. That is. He was the big guy that she... She calls Aquaman. Oh. Yep. At the very beginning. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Are we Are we ready to rate this? I mean... Oh, boy, yes. I feel like I, we just trashed on it for... Well, well, and like I said, there were some parts in the movie that I may have chuckled a little or that I thought were kind of funny, but... And just... As a whole, it wasn't all Okay, so great. let's go around the table. The whole point of this uh, 
picking streaming movies is to to rate easily accessible movies so our viewers know whether it's a streamer or a steamer. So round the table, is it worth the time and money, in this case free or Netflix subscription? A to Netflix watch subscription, it? yeah. I mean, it's only I say an hour and a half. Not. No, steamer. <clears throat> I would never recommend this to anybody. How about a streaming steamer? Huh? No, because it's not worth it. <laughs> no. No. Um, I, I guess if you like David Spade or Lauren Even Lapkus, then, I like David Spade. Hell yeah. no. I mean, I've seen it twice, so I, I like... What? Well, he well, probably watched it and then I picked it. So. I watched it like the day it came out with, with my wife and then Brent picked it. So I've, the second time I've watched it. So, but I, I think I still got to say Steamer. Brent? Yeah, it's it's only an hour and a half. So a lot of times I look at movies and I'm like, well, they weren't that great, but it's only this long. So is it really all that bad? This one, yeah, I just don't. I'm the uh, steamer. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah, steaming yeah. pile of dung. Yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat. Um, have you guys seen like any other Happy Madison movies from the past like ten years? Yeah, Ridiculous yes. Six, which was not a great movie. But funny and watchable, much more than this. I mean, as you guys know, I'm a fan of Adam Sandler and fan of a lot of the people that he hangs out with and like he does movies with, like you know the David Spades, the and stuff like that. So I probably have seen a lot of those movies. I don't know which ones. Like off the top of my head, I don't know what. I guess I would have what, to look I mean, up. What was the one the he was years. just in with David Spade? Uh, the do over or whatever. Yeah, or that was like not that. Was, good. Yeah, that, that was, was 2016, y'all. That's yeah. bad. It's a bad movie. Uh, last, what was the last one? So in reverse order. Oh, murder mystery. Yeah, oh, I skipped that. Don't see yeah, it. I don't know what that one is. Um, there's also a movie called 100% Fresh. Father. That's his, that's his stand up. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Father uh, of the Year has David Spade. Yeah. Father of the Year's Chris Rock, I believe, is in it. Oh, with the is that the wedding one? No, that's the week of. That's the oh, week of. Wait, yeah. which one's yeah. Father of the Year? That no, that's the David Spade. Uh, Adam Sandler's not in it. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Oh, Father of the Year was actually pretty good with David that's Spade it. as the main character. Yeah. And then you have Sandy Wexler. And then you have Do Over. Then Ridiculous Six, Pixels, Joe Dirt Two, and oh Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. I actually kind of like those movies, the Paul Blart one, so I can't say oh, much no. about that. But so, of those that you've mentioned, I haven't seen the Stanley Wexler or Father of the Year, but I've heard good things about the Stanley Wexler movie. So I can't. And Aaron just said he liked Father of the Year, so I can't comment on those. But the best one might have been either Paul Blart or The Ridiculous Six. Interesting. Ridiculous Six had some legitimate moments that made me laugh. <laughs> okay, not even joking, but Taylor Lautner's part. Yes. Where he's getting hung and he's, he's like, I'm oh, oh, just kidding, y'all. The funniest part is when he's got the, he's writing the letter and he's got the inner monologue talking over. And then he's like, and then he just stops and goes, Mama? Oh, wait, it's in my head. <laughs> it's like such a dumb character. Uh, oh, it's funny. Yeah. All right, so back to the wrong Missy. Let's rate All it. All right. Aaron, do you All have right, the Aaron. spreadsheet pulled up? I don't. I'm, I'm, uh, 
I told you I'm not in my normal space. That's right. That's right. I can do feeling it. Feeling sleeping. Um. All right. Who wants to go first? Aaron, do you want to go first then? I can kick it off. Yeah, um, I'm giving it a two and a half out of ten. It's there Ooh. are some there are some chuckle moments. It's an F for sure. You don't have to look at the chart. I saw you I looking. Did. I did. <laughs> I saw F. you looking. <laughs> it's there are some moments that make you chuckle, but it's just so bland and unoriginal. Um, the characters are unlikable. Even David Spade is just so blah. I I hardly. I don't think David Spade even needed to be in it other than to use his name to market it and get people to watch it. So I, I don't know. And your best character was Rob Schneider. So two and a half. I, I really, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, Steve, what about you? Uh, I'm going to go with a three and a half. Um, it's hard to give a movie like this a rating. I mean, it's bad, but there's some things that about it that kind of make you chuckle, but ultimately it's not a very good movie. Like Aaron said, so three and three and a half. Brent. Um, I don't have the sheet in front of me for what the gray like letter grades would be. Anything below four is an F. See, that's, oh, that's, see, I don't want to give it an F, but I can't give it higher than a four. I wanted to get it in like the <laughs> D range, but I feel like giving it higher than a four it's just not right. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I was going into today. I was like, it's a, it's a D it's like a D minus. And like the longer we talk, I'm like, I really didn't like anything. So I'm going to have to give it like a three and a half. So I, I get where you're coming from. I don't, uh, I want to give it like a D D minus type thing, but I just want to feel right giving it higher than yeah. a four. So I'll give it a four. Four hell stars. Four hell stars. Um, so final score: three point three seven five. Which? Yeah. Let me check. <laughs> Still an F. <laughs> yeah, it's um, even by Netflix comedy standards, it's not great i mean no it's not they're generally bad these netflix straight to netflix comedies uh what was the one with the wayans brother he played like six mm. different characters uh, i know it, I, I don't remember it, it was bad i haven't mm. seen that one but it was better than this so. yeah i i will actively tell people to stay away from this movie so yeah, I mean, and Netflix has done some pretty good things, but this is not one of them. Nope. So, all right, well, 3.375 for the wrong Missy. Uh, who's got to pick next week? Turn around and look. Who's after Brent? Aaron or, oh, or Steve. Gotta be Steve. Or that's not right. It's gotta it's, be Steve. I'll check my list. Well, because remember, it's either when Aaron me. picked. It was supposed to be my pick, but I wasn't oh. going to be able to come yeah, on. So it skipped right. me. So it's either it's me. Steve it's or Shane. Yeah, because we're the only two that haven't picked since we started okay. back up. Right. Okay. Cool. Uh, Steve, if, if it's your pick, anything that you're thinking of? Uh, yeah, I have a couple that I've been thinking about, but I don't think we've hashed out. Um, if it has to be free or not. So um, if it has to be free, I'm going to have to go look. Um, but if we have, I think we were talking 599 might be the cheapest because then it adds in um, or the, the most expensive yeah. you can go. 
In my opinion, I still consider that if we're just doing streaming services, Amazon Prime rentals are still part of that and a big part of what people are doing during the quarantine. So, yeah, Um, it's it's not my pick guaranteed, but um, I've been thinking about picking the Invisible Man from 2020. Um, Both uh, McNeil and Shane have said it's a very good movie. So let's see if we can prove them wrong. Yeah, I'd be interested. Prove them right. Yeah, yeah um, that's one I'm skeptical of. Elizabeth Moss will have to change my mind about her. Oh yeah, I, I think she, she hasn't impressed me in a lot. I of think she's a good actress. I'm sure she is. I haven't. Uh, okay, I've said this before. I have not seen the TV show that she's in that everybody praises her performance for. Uh, are you talking Mad Men or are you talking Handmaid's no, Tale? No, no. Hey, yeah, Handmaid's Tale. Okay. So I haven't seen that. Uh, so. I've just seen her in bit parts in movies and I'm like, Oh, how, how do people consider her great? Ugh. But right, from what well. I hear, she actually is pretty great in the invisible man. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, again, uh, viewers go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Uh, request movies right on our homepage. Maybe that'll give us some more ideas of what you want us to stream for the entire month of June. Moviereviewcrew.com. Uh, anything else, gentlemen? Nope. All right. Uh, Someone in the show. Tell your friends. Hey, guys. Oh, big golfs, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Good day, sir. You're a... Sir, I said good day. Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Movie Review Crew Podcast. Remember to find us online on your favorite social media apps and go to our website, moviereviewcrew.com. Yeah. Linger, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore.